Hey, Joe, how's it going, man? Good, man. Fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm awake. I'm breathing. My body's working properly, so I'm, I'm good. That is awesome. So if you uh, would like, man, I can just go ahead and jump into it. Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. Anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Today's discussion is going to be something different because we usually do it in a long-form type of discussion. This discussion is fueled by you. Yes, we took your feedback and your questions and some of your thought patterns, and we're going to take it in and say, hey, you know what, how will we respond in this situation and give you something to think about from that perspective. So please, if you have any questions, this is Feedback Friday. Please don't hesitate to send them in to feedback at overdose.com and we will keep you anonymous. Let's get into it. Just wanted to say thank you again for the reviews, the shares, uh, the referrals. Right now what we see is we're currently at uh, five out of five stars and we got those ratings up in the Apple Podcast platform. And whatever your podcast platform of choice is, please continue to support. We appreciate the feedback as they keep running in. So first things first, uh, this is a new one actually received within the last week. Great discussion about family matters here. Another issue that comes to mind here is how they check us when we move away from our own path. It is an extraordinary episode that talks about the beginning and the end of the family matters. Thank you so much for for sharing your feedback, your thoughts. Um, and especially for those who may not agree, please, please, please continue to share your thoughts as well, because that's where that discourse um, actually turns into an opportunity for growth for either myself, if I done said something crazy, um, or for the individual, whatever it is, I think it's just great for um, the overall potential for evolution. Um, Family Matters was an interesting one for me too. So I'm glad this person called it out, Um, but I don't want to talk too much about each one of these. I really am just curious to hear them, but I'm glad that they called it out because uh, for me, family was was such an important thing growing up, um, especially knowing that I didn't have the best perspective of what family really was uh, because I was missing a, a significant portion of it. Uh, but to know that through all that, I'm here today and I'm trying to do things the right way without overcompensating too far left or right based off of what I didn't experience. So I'm glad they called that one out. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And as we uh, called out previously, please, let's keep the conversation going. So the next one up. Since we are social creatures, we have to move on with our families. And this family doesn't always go the same way. Sometimes it breaks down. Sometimes it rebuilds. So in this case, I think the conversation between Finn and Joel here has played an important role in the family. So once again, we appreciate that feedback. Let me keep the conversation going into some of the feedback received this week. I've been with this podcast all the time and will stay. I want this podcast to move forward. Hey, I appreciate that. And um, we want the podcast to move forward as well. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> all right. And then the next one. Finn and Joel are both dear to me and guides to life decisions. I get inspiration from them step by step that's why i follow them and listen to their conversations attentively inspired by step by step now that means a lot to me joel if you have anything you want to share please do 
<laughs> that's big, man. Uh, that, that's the stuff that makes you smile a little bit because as a content creator, uh, depending on what it is you're trying to accomplish, and in this case, I think I can speak for both of us and say, we want to just be able to provide additional perspective. And if there's something that we've experienced that can help somebody in their journey along the way, that's the goal. So to hear somebody come back and say, this is helping, or I appreciate this, I'm here, I'm everything, I'm listening, I'm trying to learn, I'm sifting for the gold nuggets and letting everything I can't use just fall out the bottom. To hear that it is fantastic, man. It lets you know that you're on course, you're doing the right things, and to continue, stay the course. Uh, just to uh, switch it from the ratings and review feedback, uh, this is one of the listener feedback that we received through the inbox. So before we jump into that, please, if you have any questions, any thoughts, and you want us to uh, come on live and, and, and share our feedback or, or thoughts, please email us at feedback at your Simple as that. Feedback at your we're going to take that and we'll answer it to the best of our abilities. So here is what we received. Okay. I love the episodes and thanks for sharing. But am I wrong for being in the same scenario? My boyfriend told me he had another girl pregnant and I stayed with him because I didn't want the other girl to win. Joel, I'm going to let you take the first stab at that. Yeah, so normally my response to this would be every person is entitled to their own situation, meaning different people put different rules, expectations, or boundaries on their relationships. So it's not a one size fits all. It's not a monolith in terms of relationships. There's not one thing that they all have to be. So if you're in a relationship and, and that's what you're okay with, y'all have established that, then that's your relationship. In this instance, it sounds like that was not a part of the discussion. It wasn't a behavior that was going to be considered acceptable, but the, the selfish nature and desire of, of status uh, and lack of accountability in this particular instance could be putting this young lady in a very, very difficult compromised situation, not just for her, but more importantly, the child. So for me, this is scary. This is, this is dangerous territory. Uh, and I would definitely suggest that the person really decide if the staying with is about what's best for her, what she wants in life, um, the male that's in, involved in the situation as well. Like, what is that he wants? Does he want to be here with her? Did it make a mistake? You know, I can't really get into that because that's all the unknown stuff, but they need to figure out what they want to do. If this is going to be a, we're together and we've made a mistake and let's move on beyond it, but this is now going to be a part of our life. Are we ready for this? Or again, if it's just, we don't know the conversation behind the scenes, yeah, you can have as many as you want on, on the side, as long as this is here. But, you know, for me, that that's just some territory that I would be afraid to, to, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could, could walk that walk. Yeah. And I, th I think if I had to look at it and answer the question from my personal perspective, keep in mind, it was a made up scenario and it was a made up scenario to see pretty much was this person going to love me no matter what and was that their way of saying that i have unconditional love for you now let's just be honest unconditional love still comes with conditions <laughs> right like if it like even with the weather 
You could say, hey, there's no bad weather, but that doesn't mean that you're describing what the weather is. Is it sunny? Is it cloudy? It, what's the what's the heat index? Those are all questions that may describe what's going on in the current situation. So I would challenge you to say, hey, based off of my relationship with my boyfriend, what was our relationship when this happened? And where is our relationship right now? Always take stock of your current situation and understand what that is. And then you make a, a calculated decision or a deliberate decision based off of what your situation actually is. It seems like right here, while I love this type of question, one of the things that I always lean back on is what are your values? What are your morals? And have some communication around that before you get into these types of situations as well. So that's, that's what I would lean on there, Joel. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that a lot. Um, you know, the, the key takeaway is still going to be the same. It's, it's like you said, what is my moral bar? My code of ethics, is that being compromised by this situation? Did I put myself in this situation? Like you said, what is the state of the relationship currently uh, or during the time when this happened? Where were we at? Uh, and, and was it, you know, a, a ploy to try to keep somebody? There's just so many unknowns. So again, back to what you said, um, thank you so much for submitting the question. Uh, it takes some courage to, even though we, we're not face-to-face, -face, still takes some courage to talk about some things that are difficult like that. So thank you. But um, make sure to take stock of, of what matters to you and the value or the esteem that you hold yourself to and make sure that's not being compromised. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, keep the questions coming. Um, now, that's the biggest one that I received as far as the inbox. Everything else um, has been uh, just uh, overwhelmingly support. They appreciate what we're doing, and they love it. And I called them out on previous episodes as well, Joel. Did you have anything? No, man. Like I said, um, it, it's really cool when it's, for me, I'm a basketball guy, right? I grew up on sports. So a lot of my analogies, metaphors are going to be sports related. Um, when I'm having that conversation or when I used to have the conversation about who's the best or who's the this and that in the NBA, I started to realize something, you know, number one, my perspective is my perspective. So I had to stop looking at what I thought. And I started listening to what the other players said about the other players or what players said about coaches or rules or regulations, what, where, whatever it was, because I felt like they were the experts. So when I'm looking at the content creator world, I, I hold the content creator perspective, um, not to a different standard, but a little bit closer to my heart because they understand the process. So when content creators come in and give credit for what it is that you're doing. That's when I feel like, you know, you're really doing something because they understand how difficult it is to really put together quality content consistently. They understand that. Um, so some of the feedback from fellow content creators has also been very, very uplifting and motivating for me because again, it feels like we're doing the right things. We're on the right track, on the right path um, to trying to put our own stamp or our own impact on not just the community that we come from, but the world at large. I love it. I'll second that um, content creator or not, whoever you are, feedback at overdose.com, please keep them coming and we will come back every Friday and we'll be able to give you feedback, thoughts, 
ideas, different ways of viewing things. However, from our personal thoughts, opinions, and through our lens. Thank you once again. I appreciate it. All right, Joe. So, um, the, the next one that I have is actually digging in the banks and it seems like this was a little late in getting to us, but, um, this actually has to go back to, I believe it was the NBA season. I listened to the pod. It's dope information. The only thing I feel is missing is more comedic relief. And I wish y'all would have mentioned how LeBron violated the NBA's COVID protocol, parting with Drake and the NBA not doing anything about it. Also, I like the topic of frets, but on a deeper note, the background of African-Americans joining Greek fraternities. Great conversation about corporate being ignorant to our culture, but trying to tell us how we should celebrate Juneteenth. Now, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah. But I felt like um, at least we can we can we can kind of like dissect it and, and talk about the first thing. So the first things first, comedic relief. Joe. Are you a comedian, man? You got jokes. I, you know, I think I'm funny sometimes, and I know my four-year-old does uh, the majority of the time. But uh, no, I'm not, man. I don't, I don't have any material. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if I can uh, do a set while we're doing the pod. Well, I, I guess, I guess that's a that's a really uh, good point, um, and we'll try to mix some things up. Like I said, I take feedback, good, bad. Um, neutral. Uh, I feel like I, I got jokes. I can joke a little bit, but that's not the area as far as what I'm trying to do on this one. I do want to educate and inspire. Uh, but if you just want to come here and then laugh, then I, I can figure out a way that we can do that. And maybe I just tap in one of my friends and see if we can bring them in for the comedic relief. I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> all right. So the next one. Okay. So I, I believe all of this has something to do with hindsight 2020 lebron did not want to even play hard this season or this postseason because he needed to get on his campaign for space jam that's just my thought in relation to um, what was going on but the question here is like or at least the statement was we could have mentioned how lebron violated the nba COVID protocol by partying with drake and the nba did nothing about it so you being yeah. a person that lived this dream, went down this path, um, probably if I got on the court, they would, you know, shoot me off immediately. I'm going to give you the opportunity to, <laughs> to jump in on that one. Rules are, are in place for a reason. And anytime you start shifting or making exceptions, you're always going to look like a hypocrite and the system's going to look flawed. So that's what the NBA is going to have to deal with. Their reputation was damaged by that a little bit. But to what end? Probably not a great end. Maybe more of an impact to the players who feel like LeBron and others get special treatment over them. That may be something they're dealing with. But the general public, they don't care about stuff like that. They'll be up in arms for a minute, but then they'll be right back watching. So when I saw that, my first thought was, well, this isn't the first time we've seen it. All major sports organizations are going to do whatever they can to protect their product. The product is normally going to be the person that sells that league. LeBron is the NBA right now, even though we're starting to see um, his, his career is starting to, to wind down um, extremely slowly, but it's still winding down nonetheless. Right now, he, he's it. So it's the same thing, like 
the the tuck rule in the NFL. That was created because we had a season without Tom Brady. You, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, not the tuck rule. The um, I can't remember the name of the rule that they called it the Brady rule. I can't yeah. remember the actual. I mean, it's pretty much the tuck, like that 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 uh fake pass, the fake pass, and then if you get yeah. sacked on a on a pump fake, or they just call it a tuck, and and the ball comes yeah. out, and um, it's like the the end of the the play versus. The yeah, play's dead, yes. being a fumble and maybe a turnover. Yeah. Right. So so that was put in. But then also the, I think it was the below the waist or knees or whatever it was, um, the rule that says you can only hit quarterbacks that's a certain the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the one I'm really referring to because, again, he got hit below, messed up a knee, was done for the season. That was week one. The NFL does not want to have a season without somebody like a Tom Brady, who is the face of, or one of the faces, but the highest face. So you got to protect your product in that regard. So we, this has been seen over and over and over and over. They changed up the way that defenses can play in the NFL. They changed it up in the NBA because they want to see more fast paced action. Most people that watch sports are not diehard sports fans. You got a section that are diehard in have done their research, done their homework. They're not just watching the ball bounce up and down. Wherever the ball goes, that's where the eye goes. You know, you got your section of people that are watching the down screen or the, the rub screen here or, or the, the misdirection on this side to get this guy open over here. You got people watching that. But for the most part, people want to see LeBron James dunk, Steph Curry shoot threes from half court, Damian Lillard shoot threes from half court. That's what they want to see. So, those things are always going to be protected. If I have, if I discipline LeBron James and make him sit out of games, what have I just done? I think that's what really happened in that case. Wow, that's great perspective. You know, the more that you, I hear you talk about it, the more that I think about from the aspect of protecting your product. LeBron James is our product too. Like, there's a lot of things that he's doing for our community, um, and while there should be standards, we've seen this in sports. We've seen this in corporate America. We've seen this in many industries take place where they have to protect the product because a lot of people's pockets or their financial outcomes hinge on this person's performance. So, so shielding, you know, negative things, um, uh, away from that product, that person also protects their pockets. Um, I don't, I don't make any money off LeBron, right? But if I had to put myself in a position of uh, damaging them, then I'm definitely going to promote them, right? I'm not, I'm going to block that damage, and that's just because I've seen it happen to us too many times. So, good perspective. I appreciate that. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I think it's important to people understand what capitalism really is. It's, it's supply and demand. So the NBA is supplying a product based on the demand. The demand is for LeBron James. It's not to see the 12th man on the bench. They want to see LeBron. So because of that, to your point, if this is the demand, we've got to find a way to make sure that the supply is there. So even dating back to the, um, the, the rest, when they were doing the rest, for, for people uh, because the season seemed to be so condensed um, the last couple of years. And you had guys like Kawhi who would miss half the season just to be ready for the playoffs. That's not going to 
help with the demand. People, the demand is going to dwindle because people are not going to be able to see who they want to see. So again, it's all tied to the dollars in that case. LeBron didn't get punished because he represents big money. Uh, Chris Paul did have to sit out. Now, a little different. He, he and I believe um, he was actually positive for COVID. Um, so a little bit different case there. But even if it wasn't and he was just out somewhere, would they have made the same exceptions for him? I doubt it. Even though he's player association president, um, you know, consummate professional in the NBA, the rules change for the people who really move the needle. Hey, it's great perspective. I think we all need to put ourselves in a position to where um, we are people that move the needle. And then maybe those exceptions will uh, show up for us as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, good perspective. So the next one, it's a tough one. Okay. So the topic on, on frats, but on a deeper note, the background of the African-American joining Greek fraternities. So, I, you know, this, this, one for me is is a challenge because I, I've not been a staunch supporter of fraternities or social clubs, anything else that creates a, a separation where it's a me or we versus them. That's how I feel a lot of um, groups like that wind up um, turning out for individuals that are a part of it based on my experience having conversations. Um, now, the part about, you know, being Black or African American, as they say now, uh, and being associated with a Greek organization, I, I don't know if I've never pledged, so I don't know what the process is in the, in the, the history lessons that are given, if it's history just based on this particular fraternity or if it goes deeper to where these Greek concepts came, to pl came into play. I don't know that conversation, but I would be hard pressed to believe that when individuals join a fraternity, um, their first thought or any thought for that matter is, well, where did, why are we using Greek names? Why didn't we have some different names that, you know, maybe we could connect with a little bit more? I don't think that's the conversation. And that's, again, a part of the reason why I steer clear, because I believe it is a status thing. It's just like moving into a neighborhood amongst some lighter neighbors, because that's what you think status looks like. So I struggle with it all together. I'm not sure if there's even conversations that go beyond this question um, inside these fraternities. So I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know. I would, however, be hard pressed to believe that individuals join those organizations and there's a, a history of why we use these Greek names as opposed to why are we a part of this fraternity? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and to be honest, um, you know, the, I don't have I'm not going to say I studied it or anything, but I do understand the uh, origin of what has been deemed historically and also in, in educational worlds as one of the first languages. So you got Greek and you have Hebrew. Right. So mm -hmm. thinking about it from that perspective. I can see where it's like, OK, this is where everything starts. This is part of like the, the frat. Um, this is your origin. I, I can see all of that being mixed into it, but I don't want to publicly assume, <laughs> right? I, right. I, I think this is yep. one of those situations where it's just like the comedic relief. Like 
I can joke around a little bit. Uh, but as far as uh, what I lean towards and my strengths, that's not one that I'm really comfortable talking about because I have no idea. I, I can tell you this um, on the same subject. What I would venture off to say is, hey, there's a lot of people that are African-American. But when we meet a real African, there's certain issues, not a real African, but somebody that is an African and this is their first time in America or their first journey and experience in America, we have a hard time pronouncing their names and saying their names. Like we, we don't even really get to know that culture from that standpoint. And thinking about the, the Greek fraternity, like that is a, even though it's Greek and that's what's on there. Like when we are joining it, you're not joining it because of the Greek piece, right? You're joining it because of, of the culture that's associated with it. That's one thing that I will say as a person that, you know, at least when it came up to me, I was like, Hey, you know, this seems interested or interesting. I have a lot of friends that are Greeks and I mean, that never stopped their relationship with me. So I, I, I can lean right. on that piece, but, um, I think it is important and it is for a deeper conversation considering the fact that we have some individuals out there that are joining certain things, but don't really understand um, the origin of it. And, and and that's where the deeper conversation may go. And then we can talk about that on many levels, not just Greek. We can talk about that on um, affinity groups or um, even BLM, for example, you know? Yeah. Yep. No, I love what you said there. That the the key to these types of conversations is we, you knowing knowing where to cut off. And I feel like I know where to cut off because I I don't know what I don't know. Um, the only thing I will ever speak on is my interaction with individuals who are part. So the best way to have one of these conversations is to have somebody or multiple people who have participated joined any of these, whether it's an affinity group, whether it's a fraternity, a social club. Um, whatever. I mean, you know, there's tons of different groups that you can become a part of. So that would be the best way to truly have that conversation. Um, but since it's a question that was posed to us here, uh, the best I can do in terms of an answer is just to say, I don't know. I don't know if that's a conversation that's had. I don't know if people ask that question while they're online. Um, but it is an interesting question to ask, and I would love to hear the perspective of individuals who have participated, individuals who are in fraternities, sororities currently, uh, individuals who thought about it and stopped, or individuals who started, joined, crossed, and then quit later. It would be cool to be able to get that full perspective from all those types of individuals, because I'd be curious to hear what everybody had to say. You know what? Now it's a call to action. So if you're a member of the frat, or a sorority, just a Greek member overall, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach out to us at feedback at youroverdose.com. We'll be happy to take in whatever you send in. And you know what? This is an open invitation. If you want to get on the show, why not? Reach out to us. We can figure out a way to work that out. We'd love for you to provide an answer to this response and just create that network. People have questions and, um, the network has answers. So let's put it out there. I love it. I love it. And that's not just fraternities, but that's if you're part of any type of a social organization um, and, and you have your own perspectives on on the value that has brought you uh, versus questions you might have received, 
whether it's the Peace Corps, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's the Masons, whatever it is, um, we, I, I would love to hear all that type of feedback. I love it. So that concludes everything that we have at this current time. But um, I, I will just continue to double down on that messaging. Please, if you have any questions, this is your day. This is your hour or your half hour, depending on how the show goes. Please continue to filter in those responses, send them in. Um, and just so you know, no matter what comes in, we will keep you anonymous. Uh, it is it is to your benefit and we will not call out your name. And if you want to, you can come up with a nickname. Um, if you would like us to, we can create the name for you. This is totally anonymous. We're just going to bring it on air and give our thoughts our feedback from our lens. If it's something that we feel like, hey, you know what, this is a situation that may be tough to call out then we'll reach into our network and then bring somebody else in to answer those questions. So please reach out to us. Feedback at youroverdose.com. And um, we're looking forward to more of these. Feedback Fridays, every Friday coming at you. Joe, you got anything you want to add? That's it, man. I, I, I love it. I love it. Keep the feedback coming, like Finn said. We'll discuss it. And we'll get better as a result. So thank you. Thanks again. Till next time. That concludes Feedback Friday for this week. We appreciate you. Please don't hesitate to keep the conversation going. Send those questions in. That's feedback at overdose.com. And please, if you disagree with the feedback, send it in too. Till next time.